Hey kids, it's us, or are you even listening? We're back for another season of hot takes, incredible topic transitions, and commentary. We're professionals. This week, we're talking about the experimental producer Charlie XCX and her album, Charlie. We have some thoughts. We sure do. And guess what? We are joined here today by the esteemed... Livia Homersky. Oh my, I'm honored. <laughs> Executive editor of The Spectator. Yes, ma'am. Music me. aficionado, musician, songstress. She does it all. These really? are all facts. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> facts. Um, yeah, so we're here to talk about Charlie's third official full length, but it's not her third release since Not Sucker. at all. No. She's done some things, but. She's done a lot of things. Um, <laughs> Since Sucker, which was the second full length, there's been Vroom Vroom, the EP of basically just car noises and some words sometimes. Vroom Vroom. That was the That's big the most word. important part. Yeah. Um, there was Pop 2, which was something. It was poppy. It, <laughs> was... I like the album artwork. <laughs> yeah, the album art for Pop 2 is really good. And now we're here with another full length album. So it's, it's an interesting one. Um, it's very long. It's very honest and open, which is something that's kind of new. I might say it's too long, but we'll get to that later. I would fully say (laughs) it's too long. We could just get to that now. Um, But, Livia, what's your history with Charlie? So we can get into that for some context. Um, Well, I started... Well, the first song I heard was Boom Clap. The Sound of My Heart. Yeah, thank you, The Fall in Our Stars. I cried violently to that movie (laughs) and the book. Um, So I heard that, and then... I got into Pop 2 this past summer because I went to a cupcake show mm-hmm. in December, and one of the openers was a drag queen who was dancing to different, like, Charlie XCX songs, and I was like, oh, this is a bop. Yeah. These are all bops. So that's how I got into her. started listening to Pop 2 more in depth this summer. Unlock It became one of my favorite songs of all time. Thank you, Kim Petrus. Whoop-ah. So I agree. That's that's pretty much where I'm at with Charlie, and I was really excited to see this release. Yeah, I guess a little bit of background for Charlie. Um, she's been officially writing music since 2013. Um, her first true, rom- true romance, the best release. Yeah, true, IML, true romance but... is my favorite album by Charlie. Still, I think, but I'll get into that in a second. Um, her her first big pop hit was "I Love It" with Icona Pop. You know, the one, the only. She crashed her car into a bridge. She watched. She let it burn. And most recently, she has gotten another number one writing credit with Senorita. I didn't know she wrote that She wrote either. it. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. So <laughs> she's been doing a lot of writing, um, even when it's not on her own records, obviously, which is kind of cool, I think. Like, even if her success with her own music isn't getting top of the charts all the time um she at least has the credit that i feel like she definitely deserves for some of the more poppy things that she's been writing so yeah i think her collabs are always really strong Mm -hmm. and i like to hear um artists do their own solo thing but i think her collabs are always so strong and such bangers that i'm here for all of them yeah i agree so in the lead up to this album there was a lot of press for it in the vanity fair interview They said, she's too big, she's not big enough, she's the future of pop, she isn't. It's almost enough to make you forget that she's a singer-songwriter engaged in all the workday process that that entails. So essentially, her round-the-clock job is songwriter, and then the production and all that comes secondary to that. 
I think that's sort of apparent with this album, um, predominantly just because how much of it is written really well and really clearly. I think usually her releases are sort of guarded. Um, they're more about like the party lifestyle, the the raves, the events, the pomp and circumstance of living in LA or in London. I really agree with the take that she's too big, but she's not big enough. Yeah. And like she's future pop, but she isn't. There is like a sort of juxtaposition there, I feel like, yeah. with her all her music. I agree with that. I think because like I know so many people that are really, really into her, but then you look at charts and like it's just not there. She's not on the charts. Yeah. yeah. And she gets, you know, like top fifty, top seventy five, but it's never really in, you know, the the big numbers that people mm-hmm. want to see. She's never in the top ten. She's not often on like the Spotify charts. Some people stuff. I like feel like some people might not even know her by name. Oh yeah. Like, and, you know, that's the thing. Sometimes it's, like, a song will get really popular. Like, obviously, she had I Love It, mm-hmm. and she had the Boom Clap song, which were all really popular. But I feel like now, if I went up to a random person, they might not even recognize name. Name a Charlie XCX song, and then they would just scream at you and run away, probably. Exactly. Like, they wouldn't know. And I think that's, like, she has a really large following and association with the LGBTQ community. Um and a lot of her collaborators are also members of that community. So she definitely has a lot of the mind share there, I feel. Um, sort of like the same audience for, I would say, like Carly Rae Jepsen. Like, they're both big in their own bubbles. But I then agree. as soon as you get out yeah. of it, it's like, who? Exactly. Yeah. I think that's exactly the way to say it. But yeah. But um, in the Dazed interview, Charlie doesn't take herself too seriously. She calls herself a troll. She says she's striving to annoy people about 20% of the time. Love that. And she likes that she's easily memeable. She starts talking about a phone call she had recently with a couple of friends, one of whom just had a baby. We were talking about the words the baby knew, and they were like, he knows the word car and dad, she says, with a pause for comedic timing. And our other friend was like, oh, so you can write all of Charlie's songs. So it's like... I mean, that's the theme. That was fire. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the theme, typically. Um, but And then back to the collaboration um, thing that you had mentioned, Olivia. She said that she only wants to collaborate with people who she's genuinely inspired by. Um, and the thing that unites all of her collaborators is that they are all authentic and creative people in their own rights. Uh, for critical acclaim for this record, Bitchfork gave it a 7.8 out of 10. Which is higher than Bad for Lashes that we reviewed last week. Surprisingly. I don't know, actually. Because with Pitchfork, it's like they loved True Romance. They loved Sucker. So it's like they, Charlie's one of the artists that they will always be like okay with like she yeah. passed the test it doesn't matter she could cough into a microphone for 40 minutes and probably give it at least a six. That's Vroom Vroom. So yeah. Like <laughs> Um, but what did what did they say about it? Uh, like many self-titled albums, it's a reflection of the artist. In Charlie's case, one who wants to veer down experimental, transgressive, and queer pathways, but constantly contemplates what it would be like to fully enter the mainstream. Charlie uncovers a singer-songwriter unafraid to display the cracks in her facade, crafting a striking portrait of what happens when a robot glitches. And I think that's a really eloquent way of describing what this when album a robot sounds like. Glitches. Because so much of her old music um, and old interviews are talking about how she doesn't want to be part of this song-making machine, but in a way she is, and she contributes to that um, that culture. So it's like 
being able to carve your own space within that realm to do what you want and not fall prey to the same other trappings that singer-songwriters often do, like getting involved with big labels, having your album produced by other people. Like she's very hands-on with what she makes. And I think that that's just what's like really interesting about her. Yeah. I I really agree with what Consequence of Sound wrote about um wrote about it because they basically said well the album tracks range from pretty good to like few very good ones um not sure if any of the tracks are what you might call like great mm-hmm. and I kind of agree with that for this whole thing it's kind of like there's some that I really like there's definitely some I'm gonna go back to but I wouldn't call this album like a perfect album I no. guess so. Yeah, something that makes me appreciate her more is knowing that, and it really comes across in the music because I think her music is really authentic. There's no one else really pushing pop music the way that she is. Right. And with, like, the people that she collaborates with, like a lot of the PC uh, music producers, too, it just shows that she's not afraid to do her own thing. Mm. And I think maybe that's why she doesn't get a lot of mainstream airplays because she's not cooperating with that machine and she wants to be an individual and... They don't like that. And if anything else, like, she's unafraid to sort of promote voices that aren't frequently heard on the radio. Um, and I think, you know, featuring... Cupcake. Cupcake, featuring Kim Petras, featuring Pablo Vitar, like, who... A Spanish alternative yeah. singer. It's, like, it's really interesting the different ranges of influence that come into each one of charlie's albums yeah she's really multicultural like she worked with jay park Mm -hmm. who's a k-pop artist um on pop too so she's not afraid to go there and like give everyone a voice yeah she did a whole collaboration with bts too yeah yeah all right so let's get into like our main thoughts i guess and analysis I for I for one almost let the opener ruin it for me because I did not like it. I ha- I received a text message from Natalie. I literally like I next level Charlie. I just mm. couldn't. I couldn't. And I was like, I think I texted you, and I was like, I hate this record. It was nine thirty eight a.m. this morning. I truly don't like this album. LOL. <laughs> I actually <laughs> like next level Charlie. <laughs> I don't know. And then Gone, like, when I first heard it, which it's grown on me since, but when I first heard it, I was like, I don't like this song either. And I'm like, oh. it's not setting a good tone for no. me. No. I, re- I love Gone. I think Gone But I like is it probably... now. Yeah. No, it definitely grew on me. It definitely grew on me. And also, the album gets, like, so much better. So, I didn't... Don't let that open a room <laughs> for you if it's not your thing. But it might be some people's thing. That's true. Like, it was Livia's thing. I, I think it's fine. It sets the tone and sort of the pace for the record. Charlie will go hard. Charlie will not give a fuck. And then we go into Gone, which is exclusively about giving too much a fuck so that you have a panic attack in public. So exactly. it's like, it's my favorite song on the album. Um, I saw Christine and the Queens at Coachella. Hmm. How was, was that? interesting. <laughs> I had had no idea who she was. Like, yeah. I'd never heard any of their music. So it was definitely an experience. Yeah. Yeah. Christine? Is... <laughs> I'm pretty sure she said, like, fuck Trump at one point. So, like, at that yeah. point, you have to stand. My but... French queen. But yeah, yeah, I I think that I hope that Christine is a voice that we hear more of um, just talked about, I think, because I think their music is really interesting, um, but it doesn't really have that audience yet, I think. And if anything else, I hope that Charlie and this collaboration is able to kind of increase the public awareness of Christine and the Queens. Um, but the lines, I feel so unstable, fucking hate these people, how they're making me feel lately, like... 
that's just like that's just good. Like that's just honest. It's really simple, but it's effective, especially with the delivery um, from both Charlie and Christine. Um, well, her name's not Christine, but I'm gonna say Christine because I don't know how to pronounce her name. I feel like every high schooler ever. Oh yeah. Feels that like deep. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. If you're you're like in the middle of like English fourth period. And someone's trying to read Shakespeare and keeps messing up the words. And you're just like, you know what? I feel so fucking unstable. I hate these people. <laughs> how they're making me feel lately. I feel more that way during gym class. Oh, oh yeah. my God. Also yeah. gym class. They yeah. made us play can jam in gym class, which was great at my high school. <laughs> we had Side badminton. Note. We had a badminton <laughs> unit. We spent a whole marking period just playing badminton. Do you guys ever play that game where, like, everyone's in the middle of the gym and they're, like, throwing balls at you, like, and everyone else is, like, running on the outside? Oh, yeah. No, it's just, like, and you have to run nonstop. Yes, I don't know what that game was, but, yes, That was sadistic is what it was. If only they were playing Charlie XCX during that class. Instead of the pacer, the fitness grand pacer test. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's, I want someone to sample that. I want Charlie to sample that in the next album. Um, The Lizzo song is fun. I'm a big Lizzo gal. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, it's her year. Yeah, it really is. It's Lizzo's year. I sure. wanted more Lizzo in that song. I think yeah. so, too. And um, I don't know. I liked it came from track 10, which is personally, I like that version a lot better. It's just like a little more edgy and dark. Yeah. And I just feel like it reflected the lyrics more. But I also like how this is more bouncy and like friendly. Almost. It's, it's very friendly. Yeah. I mean, I think definitely this is the friendly presentable foil to pop two because it's very similar um it's just this is the one that you would introduce to people and pop two is the one that you would be like if you really want to get to know them listen to that well i could tell you what the best song on the entire album is what are you that is obviously click oh see okay i'm so (laughs) i'm kind of with you on that i am so glad because i was like when you texted me that i'm like you don't like click because (laughs) i thought of all the tracks that is the one that you would like because it's so just like brash it's so fuck all y'all it's almost like trappy hip-hop i'm always dripping in gold when i pull up anywhere in my mind so (laughs) and then it ends with like what fully sounds like someone playing every sophie song at once yeah it's just like this awful noise but i love it like i just kept playing it i think i read somewhere that she wanted it to sound like transformers or robots having sex and like yeah that's pretty much it like she definitely achieved that that's what that is it's definitely like i'm a bad bitch i'm walking stepping up on the scene Mm -hmm. you already know who i am an outfit free drinks at the bar that's this mood yeah (laughs) a full white outfit with like gold trim with like well also like the little like a pantsuit white outfit that has like the um boot cut Mm -hmm. with some like nice heels Mm -hmm. yeah those like clear heels. Yes. 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 See, there you go. Exactly. We're painting a whole picture here. However, like it goes from Transformers having sex to the Heim collaboration. What a juxtaposition! Which like, was a choice. It was so it's so edgy, and then it's so soft. It's like light and bubbly and sweet, and like I love a good Heim moment, but like I wasn't feeling it at this particular junction. I didn't like the beginning of it, and then as I yeah. got more in the song, I was like, okay, I kind of dig this, but like. I don't know. It was just really off-putting for me, like, the first verse or so. Yeah. Especially coming off from Click, it's just, like, not something that <laughs> I was like, just, like, did, ready Did for. something happen? Yeah. yeah. And then I think going up against Thoughts, it creates two back-to-back, like, sort of, 
middling tracks. Sort I disagree. I really enjoyed thoughts. Interesting. Okay. I did. I when she was like, "Did I fuck it up? Did I mess it up?" That cut me deep. No, I think it's good. I felt that on a very personal level. I think my biggest problem. If anything, if there is a, a problem with this record, I think the biggest one is just the way that the tracks are organized. I like, I definitely yeah. think I would have changed some of the placement of things. Um, I think Official is way too deep in the record. Agreed. For what, like, that song isn't really, really good. And I think it's one of the stronger selections. It's definitely one of the stronger solo Charlie songs on the record. And I think it would have been a good opener or like a closer. Right, Probably by the time you get to a track 12 in the record, some people might be tired. Right. No, and, for like, sure. not ready for it. Yeah. And it's good. Like, it it has, like, this run. I think it's it's either the glockenspiel or, like, bells. I don't know what it is, but the the thing in the background of that song, it is some sort of instrument similar to the glockenspiel. I had the same note. I was like, what is that? <laughs> but I love it. It's really good. <laughs> um, I've, I don't know about y'all. But I've already seen White Mercedes on, like, 37 different guys' anthems for Tinder. And, like... I thought it was fine. Apparently, it's the big song. I'm more of a White Mustang girl (laughs) rather than, like, White Mercedes. I mean, for a song about cocaine and drug addiction, it's fine, I guess. Yeah. I understand it. I understand the pain that goes into, like, a failed relationship and how artists, especially young artists in the spotlight, often have to deal with these public displays of addiction in in many ways but it's just like it's not my favorite thing on here yeah for me the like solo charlie song that stood out to most was definitely um official Mm -hmm. but yeah the other ones i don't know i think i like thoughts that's how i feel about i think (laughs) that's my thoughts (laughs) what did um everyone feel about shake it because yes It's an experience. Like, I don't know what to say about it. It's just, like, Big Frida and Cupcake did not come to play. Mm-hmm. And then Brooke Candy appears. She descends from wherever the fuck it was that Brooke Candy's been. And then Pablo Vitar appears and just blows out the speakers. So it's just, like, it's a, it's, this song, I feel like, is, like, the representative of, like, a whole party. Like, one night just condensed into three minutes. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> The, the stages of a party almost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. The um told him this ass a miracle, like my name Watts. That got me. I was like, I love an educated hoe. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Thank you, Cupcake. She just never disappoints me. No, no, no. Um February's alright. I like Yeg a lot, so that was fun. Um I don't love twenty ninety nine. But I do love 1999. Agreed. That's so funny. <laughs> I think 2099, I was expecting like an extension, but it felt like an extension of a different song. It, and I'm I, not sure what that was. Yeah, I was expecting the like hyper futuristic, loud, abrasive techno foil to 1999 to continue that trend of like what she's going to want in that time period. And instead, it's just like jet skis. I guess, and like... Troy's there Troy's somewhere. Pre- mm-hmm. uh, where? I don't <laughs> He's know. He's in the video. Really tell. Yeah, I don't know. I think 1999, it's definitely good that this is, that that's on this album um, instead of just being the single that it was because like, it's so simple and like nostalgic almost to a fault, but like it's just, it's such a fun song that it's hard to really slight it in any way. And she wrote co-wrote that song with Max Martin. Yeah. Who wrote Baby Hit Me One More Time. So, like, 
Max uh, Martin does some great stuff. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. So, are there any final thoughts? I mean, I just I do love Charlie's delivery. I think that's one of the things that's so it's unique very about her. It's very specific to her. You know who it is. Um, as far as this album as a whole, I feel like it's definitely there's an aesthetic here. There's a mood here. Mm-hmm. Um, and what would you f- say that mood is? Just kind of like. N- I would say more like a pulling up in the club. We're a sad girl, but we're here to have a good time. Okay. Yeah, I would say that that's that's good. that's the mood that I got from it. But um, it's and I feel like there's a few on here that I'll probably go back to when I'm feeling like a sad girl who wants to party in a club. Mm-hmm. But other than that, probably won't listen to all of it. I'd say the mood is like dripping with gold with tears running down your face like oh, yeah. sometimes like not the whole <laughs> album but like it drips yeah no i i agree with that i think like this is a weird album because it's it's very well produced like there's nothing bad to say about the production the lyrics are charlie they're great it's overall like a good record but it doesn't break that point at which i'm like this is amazing this is fantastic i'm going to share this with everyone i know because it doesn't inspire the same like avant-garde experimentation that pop 2 does it's not like punk inspired like sucker it's not gothic post-apocalyptic pop like true romance like it's just kind of there and that's not like a bad thing because i want charlie to be here and to be present and to be making music. But it's just like, this wasn't the one that would push her into that upper echelon of people that that everyone would know, you know, and everyone would talk about. Um, I think Lizzo says it best on Blame It On Your Love. I don't know what's wrong with this girl. Charlie, she crazy. That's my final thought on this record. She is crazy, but I'm here for it. I love her. Great way to end it, but... Great final thought, I think. <laughs> it really wraps up the whole experience. Lizzo knows best. She crazy. I only have one more note. Yeah. Okay. Click. I did not hear the whoop ah. So if you guys heard the whoop ah, let me know. Like tell right me us. like the minute and second that it happens. Yeah. Because I was I've been listening to it. I listened to it on my way here. I was like, where is it? Kim, where are you? The signature Kim Petras, whoop ah. Whoop. Uh, it's just yeah i think if you are a super sleuth and you can find it in that song let us know um call us write us send us a letter we'll there's send like you the... orange tic tacs as per usual yes our That's typical the gift there's our the whoop whoop in it but like yeah that was a little icp and not enough <laughs> next week i don't know what we're going to talk about oh we can just i never know what we're going to talk about i'm on album of the year right now though um, the Blink-182 album, Nine's coming out. We could shit on that. I, you know, I love trashing good. the record as Unless much as the next good, gal. Which it might not be, but like, I don't know. I've heard mixed things about it. I'm yeah. sure it's not going to be good. Well, thanks for joining Thank us, you for joining today, us Olivia. Absolutely. It was my pleasure. We love our commentary. We love having you on. Absolutely. Anytime. Just let us know. Absolutely. Like, let us know. You can come on yeah. over. We definitely have to play another round of love songs or misconnections at oh, some point sure. because I'm it's so my favorite segment. I know. <laughs> but that's what makes it fun. If it makes you feel any better, Chris was also very bad at it. All right. So. <laughs> He's a game. sore loser. So. <laughs> yeah, he's just never going to come on again because of that. Thanks for listening. Were you even listening? Were you? Mm-hmm.